This is Dennis Ramundi. I'm here with my co-host, Phil Goldberg, author of American Beta, our podcast, Spirit Matters, found at spiritmatterstalk.com, our focus, contemporary spirituality. Our guest today, uh, Yogi Amrit Desai. He is uh, one of the founders uh, and one of the earliest pioneers of yoga in the West and is one of the few remaining living yoga masters who originally brought the authentic teachings of yoga in the 1960s, I believe. He arrived in the United States uh, uh, eight years after the passing of Paramahansa Yogananda, and I, I think that was 1960. So, uh, uh, Amrit thank you so very much for taking the time to come on our podcast today. Thank you, Dennis. It's nice to be on your show, and I'm so happy that you bring spiritual message and messengers on your show. I'm so happy to be on your show. Thank you. Very good. Amrachi, uh, Dennis alluded to the fact that you, you came in 1960. Um, a lot of uh, the, the uh, yoga masters and swamis uh, that people are familiar with came around that time or later in the 60s and 70s. Um, you didn't come here with the uh, originally to teach yoga. You came as a householder and an artist. And uh, the yoga came later. I, I find that an interesting story. Perhaps you could fill us in on how that all came to be. That's a very, very good question. <laughs> Actually, when I came here, I came as a student uh, of art. And I was registered in a Philadelphia College of Art. But my at heart, I was already a disciple of a enlightened master, Swami Kripalu, and uh, I met him at the age of 16. So that was in my heart, in my blood, in my breath, all over. So, but, so as a result, when I, even though I was here as a student, I immediately um, uh, saw one time, I used to stay at the International House of Philadelphia, where all the foreign students stayed on a very, uh, all international students stayed in a very inexpensive way, a very well. Uh, so they had an international uh, festival ball for all the f different countries' representation. So I represented yoga and uh, I play flute and harmonium. So when I demonstrated the yoga, I had the most amazing response almost from the very beginning uh, at the International Festival Ball. Many newspapers were there and I was, I was interviewed by different newspapers. I got interviews from the radios and television shows and it took off really, really fast because of how I represented yoga, uh, how it was practical, how it, uh, for health, for removing stress and inner conflicts that show up in uh, everything we do, in love life, family life, work life, or social life. So my, my application of yoga was so practical and uh, that it grew very quickly in Philadelphia area and it grew very big. Well, uh, you know, uh, Amrachi, I, I read a I was reading about you, and one of the things I read, which was very interesting, was that uh, you first learned yoga 
from uh, seeing a yoga chart on the wall and imitate as a, as a young man and, and imitating or or doing what it what you saw and uh, copying those postures is that right? Yes, that was my young age when I used to. I was always interested in sport and health. So uh, at early age, I was going to the gym. And our gym was extremely simple, like nothing like what you see in America. And it had one chart of yoga postures. And there were maybe about 20 yoga postures on it, most important ones. So I used to practice it just from seeing the photograph, and I got good at it. Wow, it's mm. a great story. <laughs> and and you went on uh, in the in the sixties to to start uh, some yoga centers in Pennsylvania, and evidently, from what I understand, they grew and grew, and then uh, eventually you moved to Western Massachusetts and founded what came to be known as. Uh, Kripalu, and uh, now you're in Florida at a at the uh, Amrit Yoga Institute. That's um, right. And um, throughout, um, there we all know there's many different forms of hatha yoga. Yours, right. yours uh, seems to be distinctive in certain ways. Can you can you explain what makes your Amrit Yoga, uh, or I don't know if he's is you call it Amrit Yoga? I don't even know which what to call it. Uh, right, right. Uh, so this this yoga is very unique and distinct because it came from uh, my awakening uh, in 1970, uh, and I saw the whole new depth of yoga that I could not see before that, and also. When I, after the experience, when I read Patanjali Yoga Sutras or Yoga Bhagavad Gita, I saw something so completely different that before awakening, I couldn't even see it in those books. Mm. So then I developed the whole yoga that was in, um, that was similar to what Patanjali, the father of yoga, that wrote about yoga more than 2000 years ago that is called Ashtanga Yoga, but he is talking about the yoga of meditation mm -hmm. because up front in Patanjali Yoga Sutra, he says yoga means witnessing the modifications of mind. That means yoga is not about, about the, what he talks later on about yamas, niyamas, asan, pranayam, pratyahar, dharana, but he says Yoga begins with dhyana, means meditation. Mm -hmm. Why? Because integration happens only when you go through the door of meditation. And it does not happen if you go through the yoga postures alone. So what Patanjali is saying that, that you have to use all the limbs of yoga as an entry point using meditation to go into the inner dimension of yoga. So most people, popularly yoga is practiced as a physical discipline of postures. And uh, the postures are good for health. They bring energy, they, they heal your body, they lose weight, you become more flexible. But Patanjali says 
That's not the purpose of yoga. And you cannot reach the integration that yoga does, unification that yoga brings, and harmony that it brings, and health that comes with it. So Patanjali says yoga means witnessing modifications of mind. So the new approach that I created called Kripalu Yoga and now Amrit Yoga, it is called Yoga of Meditation in Motion. That is precisely, I'm following the principles of Patanjali's Yoga Sutra that is completely missing from the popular practice in India as well as here. So I was recently in India and when I taught that, all the scholars and philosophers and writers of the book, they began to see what is the original meaning of yoga. Because meaning of yoga means integrating the parts of your different levels at which your consciousness manifests is like Annamaya Kosha, physical body, Pranamaya Kosha, energy body, Manamaya Kosha, mental body, Vigyanman Kosha, wisdom body, and Anandamaya Kosha, bliss being that we are. So how to bring harmony? So when yogis practice yoga as physical, physical yoga postures, um, they are not engaging the mind into it, integrating mind to be in tune with what they are doing. As a result, while, when people are practicing yoga postures, their mind is wandering, drifting away, thinking like, oh, I wish I had done this yoga before. I'm so stiff. I hate it. I'm too fat. So-and-so is doing better. I should, I should All those things, mind is practicing conflict and body is practicing yoga. It's, in, it's not true. Yeah, uh, Amrita, you described your, your yoga is uh, postures as meditation in motion. Uh, but in the course of a day, if somebody comes uh, to the, uh, the, yogi, the Amrita Yoga Institute in Florida that you have, and they do a course, do they, and you put them on a good daily routine, is there a separate time where they just do meditation separate from the yoga asanas? Or is everything, is the meditation done uh, while they're actually doing the asanas? And if you do teach a meditation, what meditation uh, uh, do you teach? That's a very good question. I feel that uh, meditation just done on a yoga pillow, most people when they practice meditation, they, they, they become calm, they become relaxed, they become integrated, they drop into meditative state, alpha or even deeper state. But when they come up, they do not know how to use the same meditation in, 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 the, in the experiences and the situations they encounter in their life after the meditation is over. So such meditation, they get the benefit of relaxation, but not really actively working with the mind that happens in meditation in motion. So that is why most people who meditate, they do not know how to, how to bring it in their life. And it is brought in their life because as long as their relaxation lasts, but I teach how to be in interaction with the motion that happens in the mind, in emotions, and in the body, mm -hmm. and how to stay 
centered so that your mind doesn't take over and you stay integrated the, so that your body, mind, heart and soul are functioning in harmonious interaction. So is it correct to, uh, do I understand you correctly that um, meditation and motion involves a certain mental practice while doing asanas? Exactly. Now you, uh, you got it right away. Now, so so let that me is why we, what we do is we are practicing meditation uh, in encountering the motions in which the mind is, motions in which the body is. So the so you are witnessing your mind, witnessing your bodily reactions that come up, and you are learning how to go beyond it while you are while your mind is uh, acting, when your body is acting. So now you are learning how to how to practice meditation in action of the yoga mat that you cultivated on the yoga mat. Interesting. Now, uh, let me uh, follow up on that, if I can, Dennis. Um, Go ahead, yep. In, in, in uh, Patanjali, um, there actually are no asana postures as we, as we have come to know them. And the uh, one uh, sutra about uh, asana is about sitting to meditate. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so how do you square that with meditation in motion? So there might be one sutra, but that sutra is not about sitting quietly necessarily. Mm. But I encourage sitting meditation. But the, what really begins to come into life in active meditation, that is, that is what makes the real shift in life, ah. is happens from moment to moment. Every time your mind is reaction and you are engaged by reactive perceiver, perceiving and interacting with life, you want to you want to change it from time-bound ego mind to how to be into quantum shift, into be in response to who or what is present. So right. that is that is not working. Uh, most people who practice meditation, they 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 don't uh, they don't get the benefit of how to bringing it into everyday interaction from moment to moment, how to live in the present. So when you witness your thoughts, uh, you are, the thoughts come from the past and about the future, and you are practicing how to be in the present. That is why it is called meditation. Uh, Amrachi, uh, you came in 1960 to the United States. When you came, was there anybody to talk to about uh, uh, yoga? Uh, I'm curious because uh, things have changed so dramatically, and, and much of this is uh, this is what, what's documented in uh, Phil's book, American Veda. And also, does it bother you now to see the direction that yoga has taken, where it's become very popular and very fashionable, and people do yoga to uh, you know look good on the beach, or they do yoga. Uh, you know, in uh, 110 degree weather, or they do yoga in classes that are like uh, uh, American exercise classes. It's taken so many directions, and you seem, you know, from your background to be a purist. Uh, how how do, does, does that disturb you? Now, this, uh, when people practice yoga on, a, on the surface level, 
it is not wrong. It is not yoga. So I have no <laughs> yeah. irritation, frustrations about it. I'd, I'm not frustrated about it at all. I am on the contrary. I'm happy they're doing yoga and calling it yoga. So one day doing yoga that way, they'll find out there is more to yoga than what they are doing. Mm -hmm. Good point. And, and to my first point, when you came in 1960, was there anybody else that, that you could talk to about yoga? Who were the first people you met that had some uh, understanding of it? It was hard to find. I had, <laughs> I had hundreds and hundreds of students. Uh, you would not believe that at the age of, uh, in 1970, my yoga practice, uh, teachings grew so big, I had already trained 15, 15 yoga teachers and I had 150 yoga classes, 150 yoga classes wow. every week. And this that's is, in Philadelphia, of all places. I know. This is, <laughs> it was the, the city of brotherly love and yoga. <laughs> so usually everything new like this just gets birth in California. Yeah. I, gave it to, I, I gave it to go in Philadelphia area. And I still have a cyclostyled mimeograph list of 100 yoga, 150 yoga classes, its location, who is teaching, when it does it start, uh, all those things, I still have it. It's, a, it's like a monument of uh, how things were in, the, in, in yoga world in those days. So in those days, in 1970, this yoga center was the largest of its kind in America. Well, yeah, 19, by 1970, uh, that was just after Woodstock, so Swami Satchidananda was teaching in New York, and uh, things were starting to pick up, but you were, you were there even many years earlier. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And then we were, we met Swami Satchidananda, Yogi Bhajan, Swami, Swami Vishnudevanand. Yeah. Uh, we were all in Atlanta Pop Festival together after that, that that was another pop festival that was similar to that one. Right. Uh, that's great. Um, uh, can you explain to our listeners, uh, some of whom have heard the term Ashtanga Yoga, but they, they associate it with the um, um, vinyasa that uh, Patabi Joyce wrote. But uh, please explain what Ashtanga Yoga means in the context. Right. Tambi Joyce has called it Ashtanga Yoga, but I'm talking about Ashtanga Yoga that Patanjali calls Ashtanga Yoga. Mm -hmm. so, so the Ashtanga, the translation of Ashtanga means eight-limbed yoga. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about the limbs. Tree has limbs, body has limbs, so limbs are fed by one energy that goes through all the limbs. Therefore, uh, the, therefore, when you practice yoga, you practice by connecting to the energy of prana in the body. <coughs> so that is why my yoga is holistic yoga, and it can be holistic only, and, but popular yoga practices it as eight-step yoga. Mm -hmm. Yoga is not linear, one step after other. It's, it, you cannot practice one step and be holistic or, or enter integration. 
only way to enter integration experience that yoga is, you have to approach it holistically. And therefore, when you approach through the meditation, you are connecting to the, you are connecting to the energy which is animating the whole body. And therefore, it becomes holistic. That is why I also, you can call it also prana yoga, because when you connect to prana, in order to connect to prana, you have to go beyond mind. Mm -hmm. And then, then only you're connected to all the steps and all the levels of consciousness, like Annamaya Kosha, physical body, Pranamaya Kosha, Manamaya Kosha, Vigyanamaya Kosha, and Anandamaya Kosha. You connect to all of them. Right. Uh, Amrachi, uh, for somebody that's listening in that maybe has thought about, uh, I want to start yoga, I, I want to do it right, I haven't ever done it before, yeah, but I'm inspired by the words of uh, Amritji today. Uh, how, what would you recommend to them? Where should they go? And how much time does one, should one give to yoga to get maximum ben benefit to, from it? So the purpose of yoga is to, is to erase the, all the conflict-creating, stress-producing, karmic impressions that we have collected in our karma body. So it is an ongoing, long-time process. So this yoga is to be practiced ongoingly, and every step of the way, you dis disengage from your karmic memory bodies, that is, I call the part of the self-image or ego mind. You are getting the benefit. You are completing the practice of yoga every moment, from moment to moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Amriji, um, on, on your uh, website, it, it talks about um, the uh, Amrit method, and uh, AK, also known as I Am Yoga, <clears throat> and it says it includes Amrit Yoga, Yoga Nidra, quantum breath meditation, and yoga therapy. Um, I, for people who are not familiar with the term Yoga Nidra, can you explain that and, and what you mean by quantum breath meditation? Yes, yes. So I call it Amrit or integrative Amrit method. I am yoga. Mm -hmm. So the purpose of it is to, is to create a quantum shift from doer, the ego mind, to non-doing power of prana being that we are. So the entire technique is how to create a quantum shift and, and then the medium becomes only mind can be into quantum shift. It's not a rational shift. It is not a linear shift. It's a quantum shift because when meditation is something you cannot do and keep doing to get into meditation. Meditation is a meditation, is a doing which is called the technique. And when technique works, mm -hmm. you are no longer doing meditation. Meditation is happening. So that is what most people don't understand. So I have built, I have developed a yoga nidra technique where people learn how to go, how to go enter into the stress-free, zero stress yoga zone, where integration and experience of yoga happens. And when you get there, you have, you have entered the domain of grace, where 
whatever affirmations you have, whatever prayers you have, are answered directly by the higher power. Uh, and therefore, you can dismantle some of the rigid habit patterns, self-destructive patterns, behavior patterns, by going into yoga nidra. And I have been training this, and so many people have just changed their life amazingly. It's a miracle method where you can dismantle your rigid habit patterns by going first into alpha and below alpha brainwaves, where you are integrated from that. You can erase the rigid habits that cannot be fought with or destroyed by, by, by doing it through the medium of the ego mind, because you cannot solve the problem by the same ego mind that created it to begin with. Mm. So yoga nidra helps you to go beyond it, because this yoga nidra is meditation-based approach. Uh, Amrachi, if somebody's in Pittsburgh, if somebody's in Cleveland, if somebody's in, in, in Rome, Italy, uh, and they want to uh, follow up with, with this, uh, you have a, a, a website, amrityoga.org, but w w what should they look for? How, how do they find a, a yoga class uh, that will be useful? Yes, I think once they go in, in our uh, website, um, we, and they can, uh, they can ask for the, if, uh, if some, we have trained teachers all over America and, and different countries. So people come to us from all over the world so I think they can find it more from the website itself mm -hmm. or asking a question here in the office. If, if, some, if somebody was interested in finding a, a local yoga teacher who, you, who was trained in your methods, uh, what would they look for? Is it called Amrit Yoga? Would people say they, they teach Amrit Yoga or Kripali right. Yoga? No, they call it Amrit Yoga. Mm -hmm. or, yeah, that's how they call it right now. Okay, and we should tell people that your, your Amrit Yoga Institute is in Salt Springs, Florida, and um, you've trained thousands of teachers now, so they're probably uh, all over the place, and you lead workshops in Florida and in India. And I have to say that um, because uh, it's public knowledge that you're in your mid-80s, so unless somebody is using Photoshop, you look very good for your age in your... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, because I practice yoga in my life. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, that, that is what itself speaks for the yoga that I teach. That's what my I'm... Life right, right, right. That's a, the proof is in, in, in the appearance here. Uh, Amrachi, thank you so much. Any final words that you'd like to share uh, with our listeners? Right, you know, like uh, I was in India just for two and a half months, just came back a week and a half ago, and I was attending some of the international yoga festivals. I attended three big ones. I was invited as chief guest and doing inauguration ceremonies because they recognize that the work that I have done is so unique. And that is the one that has brought yoga to the West. So, so I have been recognized even in India for doing this work uh, for all my life. And it has been, and it was the first seeds that were planted 
and it is about my guru's grace and that is what i teach uh, the the lineage of the masters now we have a center in india in gujarat where my guru did his yoga sadhana when his kundalini was awakened he was the first one in the last many centuries of yogis in india who revealed what is the source of yoga where how did the yoga how yoga was born so when his kundalini was awakened his body performed hundreds of postures and we have the photographs and many many yoga mudras and locks everything there are some of the secret mudras that people no longer know how to do it willfully happened to him from the awakened kundalini so this is the lineage that comes from the real authentic uh, masters who have who have not just learned yoga from some other person who learned yoga from the books or or even scriptures this comes from the source of the all the scriptures which is god within us so that is that is the yoga that i practice wonderful phil any any final words no we should just repeat that if people want to know more about um Amritji, they can go to amrityoga.org or yogiamritdesai.com and uh, visit his Amrit Yoga Institute in uh, Salt Springs, Florida. And uh, we want to thank you, Amritji, for your many, many years of um, bringing this wisdom to us in America. Thank you very much, Dennis and Philip. It's so nice to be with you. And uh, thank you for, for having me on your show because i my life is all about how to reveal the secrets of yoga and that anybody can practice and see the benefits almost immediately Wonderful. when they know how to thank you very good thank you we hope to have you back on sometime and go more deeply uh, yeah. into it thank you anytime <laughs>